This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, here with me from NPR Music, Hazel Sills. Hey. From Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Howdy. And from WXPN and the Serious Rap Shit podcast, John Morrison. Yo, yo, yo. We are talking about the best albums out today, starting with Speedy Ortiz. Speedy Ortiz's new album is called Rabbit Rabbit, and this song is Ghostwriter. I've been a big fan of Speedy Ortiz for a long time, and this is their first album in five years, and it totally rips. Um, <laughs> in, pro- <laughs> in promotional materials for the album, front person, or I should say front demon, because I know that's how Sadie Dupuis prefers to be referred to, um, she's touched on the fact that a whole host of experiences in the music industry inspired this record, especially some of the more grim aspects Things she's seen up close as like a union organizer within the Philly music scene, working with harm reduction groups, you know, turning 33 while making this album and basically wanting to make better choices. And I feel like you can really hear the depth of those experiences on a lot of the songs on this album, especially a song like USO2, where she kind of calls out self-serving artists whose conception of love only helps themselves. Or there's that great song, Ballad of Y and S. She proclaims, you know, I am an artist working for pundits, unsure of their feelings and sort of jokes about the audience taking her feelings from her. A really interesting statement on the burden of making art. And yeah, Sadie is a poet and I just feel like her lyricism on this record is just really beautiful and twisted and and deep in a way that I feel like I haven't heard from Speedy Ortiz in a long time. You know, that quotableness and that cleverness is something that jumped out to me in this record. You know, I was already on board with Speedy Ortiz. They from my hometown, <laughs> Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I stopped short of evoking like the nostalgia aspect, but, uh, you know, a lot of these songs gave me a very specific nostalgic feeling. You know, I love 90s radio rock. Like I grew up on that stuff, but the sensibility is reflected through this experimental approach too. Like I'm, I'm thinking of a song like Scabs. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. 
has a real tricky meter, but also these gnarly, scratchy guitar sounds. You know what I mean? It's it's like sweet and catchy, but it also has a lot of weirdness to it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of refreshing to have that in-your-face guitar rock, indie rock that I, I miss so much. But Kim Cattrall, it's a really interesting song. Yeah, the song uh, is called Kim Cattrall. <laughs> yeah, Kim Cattrall. There's a lyric in here that said, uh, I spend 10,000 hours avoiding a problem, pledging allegiance to whoever I show credentials to. Someone brought up that Malcolm Gladwell had an idea that if you spend 10,000 hours doing something, you master it. So it was interesting, like she spent 10,000 hours mastering avoiding the problem. I had to look up some words uh, on this album, like I never heard. And I was like listening to that, like this is, I never had an album where I'm like looking up the, the dictionary trying to figure out what words mean. And that's a good thing for me. Like you guys have been saying, I mean, it, there, there's just, it's so quotable at the same time that it, that it just rips. It just, it's, it's a, it's a terrific, terrific record. That's Speedy Ortiz. Their new album is Rabbit Rabbit. Let's go next to Illa J. Illa J's new album is called No Traffic. This song is Off the Tap. Here I go again, talking that shit. I'm already in the booth, you still parking that whip. All the way to the roof, that's where my confidence went. All of the fucking truth, that's what I'ma spit. Had some cannabis that we grew, now all of it's lit. From the Ivy School of Music, just call it the wit. And Mount Clemens making beats in the basement at Nick's. Roll up the show, do Mars, Tim and Troy in the whip. Running vibes with Coach Lance, yeah, we running that shit. My boy LaBelle hopped the fence with some Sims that's grip. Doing and one moves like, where's that clip? Find it, NFT it, how? Where's that clip? Had no time to be in the street, I was singing in church. And my dad is the GOAT, cause he did it first. Talking about writing them hits. Vocal smooth like Prince, then got inspired by my bro, like I could do that shit. Uh, yeah, don't invite me to the lab. Gonna be bad, hit people with the cab. Exercise, we about to rap. We be overflowing like water off the tap. Ella J is a Detroit-born MC, producer, singer. Most folks who know him know him as the younger brother of the legendary producer Jay Dilla. But Ella J is interesting. He's really been developing into a force in his own right. Since the latter part of the 2000s, he's been carving out like a, a, a lane of his own, you know, no frills lyrics, a lot of spirit in his delivery and soulful beats. That's, you know, the formula. Uh, I'm so much more than I know what I am. And I know that more than I know every playoff statistic of Jordan, Jordan. Oh, yeah. First rap, four bars in. I don't swear. Uh, fuck that, I don't care About your dress code that I won't wear uh, Promise I won't stare That's not my On this album, he sounds a lot more confident Than I've heard him more assured on the mic And this record, I think, really reminds us That despite having this big legacy You know, your older brother was one of the greatest hip-hop producers ever despite all of that this record really reminded me like okay this guy is an mc and an artist in his own right 
and doing his own thing, which, you know, he, he makes a lot of references to his brother's music and a lot of references to his brother's memory. He kind of evokes Dilla's name throughout this record, but it's also him making a statement of his own as an artist. And, and a lot of these sounds are kind of curveballs. It's not, you know, sonically, a lot of this is not what you would typically expect. Making them aliens summer jams, smoking on them grams, stunting on the gram, only for the marketing, hip hop or rap, don't care about that argument, uh, just make sure the music slap, ready for take off, launch pad on my lap, uh, spitting through this mic preamp, we just walk in the spot, we don't need stamps, uh, shout out to my big bro amp, we can shine on our own, we don't need You know, in the past, LJ really echoed Jay Dilla's vibe in previous releases. On this one, there's a Jay Dilla spirit, but this is all Illa J. This is record is fun. The production is minimal as well as funky. It's a beautiful record. Tracks like Snaps is like a throwback from the 90s. Uh, like one time, y'all. Time to put a smoke cloud in the sky, y'all. I'm real high, y'all. In real time, y'all. Now make some noise if you wanna get high, y'all. Like, he's playful in production. Like, he's just having fun throughout this record on the production side of the house. And then, like, the funk, like, there's a lot of funky production, like West Coast's funk vibes, like OG funk. I'm glad you said the word playful, Tariq, because I, I have the word playful in my notes several times, particularly in relation to that production, which is minimalist, but it just has a lot of cleverness to it in the mm-hmm. way that it's put together. It was also done with no, with no samples. So even though the songs are conjuring memories of other songs and conjuring memories of past works, it's all original at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing him stepping out of his brother's shadow. He also, you know, he was in... Um, Illa J was in Slum Village mm-hmm. for a while. You know, so there's a lot of legacy that he's kind of stepping out of here. This is his first like self-produced solo project. He's put out a couple records with the singer Harley Blue, who's a guest on this record. And it's just nice to see this guy get his own spotlight. Mm-hmm. That's Illa J. His new album is No Traffic. We've got a bit more that we want to play for New Music Friday. But first, let's take a quick break. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message is brought to you by Apple Pay. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the Wallet app and you're good to go. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. 
When Argentina won the World Cup, it meant so much to so many people. But there's one person in particular for whom it meant everything. Soccer legend Lionel Messi. In The Last Cup, a bilingual podcast series, I explore why. Listen now to The Last Cup podcast from NPR and Futuro Studios. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we are looking at some of the best new albums out today, September 1st. Next up is Puma Blue. Puma Blue's new album is called Holy Waters. This track is Hounds. Puma Blue, it's a project of Jacob Allen, a singer-songwriter originally from London, now based in the ATL, where I was raised. His voice is like everybody I love, everybody <laughs> from a little bit of Beth Gibbons, a Portishead in there, James Blake, Tom York. This is probably really one of my favorite releases of uh, the last few months, uh, maybe because I love darkness. And <laughs> this project celebrates. What I mean by celebrate, it doesn't like, hey, have a party, celebrate darkness. It's like there's nothing wrong with darkness. You got to face it. You got to realize it's, it's part of who we are. And as somebody said, you know, many times, cliche quote, you cannot have lightness without darkness. And he really goes through this and, and uses experiences in his last few years dealing with being separated from partner, losing a grandparent, but like tracks like Oh the Blood, uh, which is Porter's Head production right here that I love. Take bloom, honey, inside of you. But then when a drum kicks in at a two minutes and 30 minute mark, it just, it kills me. It is headphone music for me. It's just sitting in the dark and enjoying this record from the beginning to the end. Yeah, you said headphone music. I also wrote down in my notes listening to this album, ASMR Soul. Like, Ooh. I feel like his Ooh, his like he, his voice is so quiet. And like you mentioned, um, Beth Gibbons and Tom York. And I also, the names that were coming to mind for me were like King Cruel, Nilla Friyanya. And mm. now I'm like, what what is in the water in the UK that is <laughs> producing these deeply somber, soulful artists who make this weird, creepy you know, trip-hoppy music. It's such a sad, like, mournful record. But yeah, his voice, it just dips out in such a way where I felt like, even listening to this music with headphones, I felt like I was, like, leaning into my headphones. I was like, what are you saying? But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of The Darkness as well. And yeah, I think this album... <laughs> 
the darkness, um, dark albums as well. And I feel like, yeah, this this hit a lot of buttons for me. Yeah, the atmosphere of this record is what really got me. You know what I mean? That warm, grainy texture to the recordings and the mix. The vocals are up front and intimate. It sounds like he's singing, you know, right next to you. And then the songwriting too. It's a textural thing, it's a production thing, but then also you have a song like Pretty. Feels like my head starts to You know, there's something about the melody and the chords of that song in particular. I listened the first time and it put like a knot in my stomach and it, and it all sounds like these sad, lonely songs beamed in from the moon or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just a, a gorgeous, gorgeous record. Every name you guys have dropped is like, oh yeah, I want to listen to this again. Oh yeah, I want to listen to this again. <laughs> I want to throw out a couple more names though, kind of a little bit more recent vintage, where it kind of picks up where bands like Cigarettes After Sex and Rye yeah. left off, uh, mm. maybe a little bit less explicitly seductive in its approach. It's more, I think, about being by yourself in the dark. You know, I, I, I mean, Puma Blue's previous record is called In Praise of Shadows, which <laughs> just, again, just yeah. speaks so much to the vibe that we're working with here. You know, this is music by and for insomniacs uh, <laughs> in, in a way that just, I, I love ASMR soul. I think that really sums it up perfectly. <laughs> Puma Blue's new album is Holy Waters. We're going to close this week's show with a lightning round, but first, one more pick. Next up is Slow Dive. Their new album is called Everything is Alive, and this track is A Life. Yeah, Slow Dive, a veteran British rock band most commonly associated with 
the shoegaze subgenre. A shoegaze is a term that I personally don't really love because it kind of started like a backhanded insult to a particular kind of British guitar band in the late 80s, early 90s. But beyond all that, Slow Dive made a handful of gorgeous records on the legendary creation label uh, back in the early to mid 90s. And now they're back with this new album, Everything is Alive. This is their first record in six years, and it's really strong. I love the emotions that it conjures. It feels like you've been transported into some strange, beautiful world. And I'm DJing in a cemetery next month. I'm playing half this record. <laughs> Wait, are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's sick. What's the occasion? I'm uh, DJing for an event called the Market of the Macabre. And basically, these good folks asked me to come and play spooky and atmospheric music for three or four hours. So that's, <laughs> for the dead? That's for the, the living or for, for the dead? Absolutely for the living. <laughs> I want to check you out. I will fly cemetery to hear you play this, this record. We're all coming. Hell yeah. I'm a huge Slow Dive fan, and it was so thrilling when they reunited in, in 2017 for their self-titled album, because it's like, when bands like that reunite after such a long time, you know, after making music in the 90s, you're like, are they going to sound the same? Are they going to sound different? And they sounded totally the same on that record. But this album feels like a stretch in their yeah. sound. Like, they're incorporating a lot of modular synths in a way that was very surprising to me. Like that song, Shanty, does not sound like a slow dive song. It sounds like we're talking about horror movies and cemeteries, but it sounds like a John Carpenter song for like an 80s (laughs) horror flick. But yeah, I think pulling in synths was so new for them, but it fits in beautifully with their sound. Like that whole blurring quality that they master so well is like one of the best shoegaze bands. Um, And so yeah, I I was really surprised when I first heard this album, but it, it totally works for me. Yeah, it was interesting. Neil Halstead, who sings in, in Slow Dive and writes a lot of the songs, he conceived this record as a minimalist electronic record. When the, the band got together to record it, it got fleshed out from there. But the idea of that minimalism and the idea of those electronics is still really swirling throughout this record. And so it feels like a slow dive record. But as you said, Hazel, it is pushing the boundaries of what slow dive's sound is. I think this is a perfect kind of companion piece to the Puma Blue record we played a few minutes ago in that it really sounds gorgeous under headphones. And you can get lost in it. It feels like a late night record. But at the same time, there is a sense of kind of hope and beauty and optimism, little rays of sunshine that do poke through. Slow Dive's new album is 
appropriately enough, everything is alive. That is the title of the record. So beware, cemetery goers. Uh, we couldn't get to every worthwhile album out September 1st. Let's do a quick lightning round of some of the other big releases out today. Hazel Sills, kick us off. Yeah, I actually have a song that came out last week that we weren't able to get to. Um, it's by the artist Lorraine, and it's called Pet Rock. Her sound is really hard to characterize. It's somewhere between like alternative pop, indie rock, like a whole mishmash of sounds that I love. And yeah, this song is incredible. It's very psychedelic. Um, and she has a new album out in October called I Killed Your Dog, incredible <laughs> title. Um, and this is a new single from that record. Tariq Moody, what do you got? I got one of my uh, favorite artists out of the UK, R&B and artist, singer, songwriter, Amalu has a new album call I Came Home Late. This is actually her debut album. She has one of the most unique voices in R&B, just like Baby Rose. It is smoky, it has kind of a Leah vibe, meets Lauren Hill vibe, meets Jasmine Sullivan vibe. Her style is really unique and something special to, uh, to take in. John Morrison, give us your pick. My pick this week is from the singer-songwriter Kendra Morris and her new album, I Am What I'm Waiting For. This album is dope. There's some old school soul and rock elements mixed in there, but it all still feels very contemporary. This record has a lot of spirit, has a lot of attitude, and this album actually came out last week, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. For my pick, I'm going to go with Hell Mode, the new album by Jeff Rosenstock. Jeff Rosenstock plays the catchiest punk rock you will hear. It's frantically bouncing off the walls. It can be abrasive, but it's also constantly letting in little rays of poppy sunlight. It is worth noting that Jeff Rosenstock's day job involves making the music for the TV cartoon Craig of the Creek, which I love. So consider this two recommendations in one. Check out this new record by Jeff Rosenstock. Check out Craig of the Creek if you haven't already. I love it. That will do it for New Music Friday. Hazel Sills, Tariq Moody, John Morrison, thanks so much for joining Thank me. you, Stephen. Thank you. If you want to hear all the music we've featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. Don't forget to bookmark the Now Playing blog at NPR Music. That's packed with song recommendations that'll help you stay caught up on great new music. You'll also want to sign up for NPR Music's weekly newsletter. I write it these days, so I must insist that you subscribe. To do so, 
visit npr.org slash music newsletter. This week's show has been produced and edited by Robin Hilton from NPR Music. I'm Stephen Thompson, encouraging you to be well, take a break, and treat yourself to lots of great music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Hosted by Katie Milkman, an award-winning behavioral scientist and author of the best-selling book, How to Change. Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Hear true stories from Nobel laureates, authors, athletes, and more about why people do the things they do. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com podcast or wherever you listen. The news affects your life, but your life isn't the news. That's why our podcast, Here and Now, Anytime, gives you a new perspective on the big stories of the day, but also stories about video games, stories about romance novels, and stories about music. Here and Now, Anytime, a podcast from NPR and WBUR that's into the things you're into, not just the news.